0: And we are back with Living the Guide Life today. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the weekend of the 4th. I hope everyone has Friday off today. Um, Getting ready to be with friends and family and enjoy our freedom. So thank you to all the veterans and warriors out there right now. We really appreciate it. And uh, wouldn't be able to enjoy this great holiday without you all. So thank you very much. I hope you guys enjoy an awesome fourth. And I'll be spending it with my friends and family. So that's very exciting. I haven't seen them in a while. Um, just been on the road, hopping around. <laughs> That'll be really exciting. Um, so, yeah, hope you guys are really enjoying it. And we are brought to you by Chasing Foul Outfitters. So make sure to go check us out on Instagram. Um, hit me up. Gonna be running and gunning. We got early teal season this year. We got our honker limit moved up to five. So we can shoot five honkers throughout the entire season. Um, it's gonna be an absolute blast. Our hunting hours actually changed as well. So the first part of the season, we can hunt past four p.m. That's another awesome thing that they've allowed us to do and uh open the hunting opportunity up for us so much. Um, we will have a decline, which Later, duck season is now moved to November 28th instead of December 6th, which is kind of rough, but it's fine. Um, I'd rather have it go later, but you know, you can't win them all. I'm just happy to have more hunting opportunity for us out here in Minnesota. So that'll be good. Um, and then we also got Bourbon Media. We are brought to you by, so I'll give them a quick minute here. If you're a small business owner
1: in the
2: outdoor industry, we get it. The words digital marketing can be intimidating. You're a grunt work, sweat it out, bust your chops kind of person who's addicted to progress and put all of your time and energy into operating your business. We at Bourbon Media can help you push it even further. We're digital marketing experts. I'm talking web development, content creation, social media management, SEO, paid advertising, the whole nine yards. And As fellow outdoorsmen, we know the industry. Keep your business up to date and expand your reach with digital marketing that is directed at your core market. We are Bourbon Media. Cheers to progression.
0: And that wraps things up for Bourbon Media. Make sure to go check them out. If you are looking for a website, these are the guys. They built my website. Go look at it. Go see what you like about it. Um, ask them for a quote. Uh, they're always willing to help out, let you know what they can do for you. And uh, they make some badass websites, my dudes. So make sure to go check them out and see if that fits your outfitting business. Because right now, we are in a time where the hunting industry is lacking behind on modern content. And that's something that everybody uh, really needs to look at and grow from. So that's that's just a great opportunity to go check those guys out. And if you do check them out, let them know that you heard about it here. And uh, they do an awesome job. But we are also brought to you by Pacific Falls. Now, Pacific Falls has been changing the game this entire year, coming out with, their new crane call and so much other fun, exciting things. They're starting up a new warehouse here pretty soon. Um, getting a bunch of new equipment in there. And they got a really sweet uh, thing going on. So they're going to be running, gunning hot. You're going to want to keep an eye on them. They're coming for the industry. And uh, their calls are bad to the bone. So make sure to check them out and uh, let them know that you're looking for a call. Um, other than that, make sure to go check out our private uh, Facebook group. There's going to be a bunch of guides on there that I've had on past year um, and that are willing to help, help, uh, help a young guy or whoever needs some help, maybe uh, killing more birds or killing deer, whatever it is, they're willing, and uh, they are there for at the tips of your fingers. So make sure to go check that out as well, the Instagram, the Facebook, everything about it. Um, and yeah, but today we have Eric Guggenheim on. Now Eric is one of the OGs in the game, 27 seasons under his belt and, uh, keeps running and gunning hard. This dude knows a ton of fucking knowledge on the waterfall game. I mean, just the hunting game in general, gives a bunch of awesome feedback on what it's like being a guide for that long. And like what? that turns into and how you can really prepare yourself for that scenario and how you can make yourself known in the guide world um, a lot of different aspects of what he does now but it's just so much good information that you really want to listen to this one dig it all up and uh, he's a great dude to reach out to um, always willing to help help a young guy so Make sure to check that out today, and I hope you guys, I mean, you're going to check it out. You're listening right now, so I hope you guys really enjoy it, and uh, you take it easy on the 4th. Now, I know Matt Judy's going to be drinking a lot of Bush Light, so make sure to give him some shit for that. But, all right, see ya. Right, and we are live with Living the Guide Life today. We have Eric Guggenheim on. He is a guide and he's been doing it for over 27 years. He's also a well known photographer. And, uh, Eric, how are we doing?
1: Hey, we're doing good. When you say it like that,
0: it
2: kind of hurts. Yeah. So at one point, I'm kind of proud of myself on the other side. I mean, I'm like, man, was I must have
0: been seven when I started guiding because I only feel like I'm like 30. <laughs> <laughs> how old were you when you started guiding out in? Uh, when I was 17. Started guiding as Emerald. I was 17. Oh wow, you've been running, yeah. gotten hot.
2: Man, it's all, I, it's all I ever knew. I wanted to do. Kids grow up, you know, playing firemen. A lot of kids grow up playing policemen. I grew up playing guide. Even though I know what a guide was, I just wanted to
0: hunt. Yeah. And when I found out you could get paid for it, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, what what's your story like on? how you got into it and in the hunting industry and all that kind of stuff i mean what-
2: man uh so when i was growing up growing up in amarillo for all you people who want to know amarillo i carry my texas map there's el paso there's panhandle dallas i grew up way up here in amarillo this is colorado this is new mexico oklahoma so yeah i grew up way up here so for us us colorado and new mexico were for us like going to the lake. Like a lot of people talk about going to the lake like a couple of hours. Of course you guys in Minnesota, it's like your backyard, right? But yeah. so when we wanted to go on vacation or go in for the weekend or something like that other our folks, we went to New Mexico and Colorado. It's so close. I mean Santa Fe's two and a half, three hours away, Colorado's two and a half, three hours away. So fly fishing was a major part of my world. Um I grew up in a uh a place called Holy Ghost Canyon up in the uh been on mountains outside of santa fe in amarillo and santa fe fly fishing since i was i don't know five or six years old and a place called brush ranch and so when i was up there though i saw guides taking for guys taking people and i asked my dad and a guy named steve circle I'm like what's that like it's a guide I'm
1: like what's a guide I'm like it's a person who takes people fishing i'm like it's your job they're like yeah i'm like I want to be a guide. I went to school the
2: next day, like, I want to be a guide when I grow up. And that's really kind of how it started. And so, you know, being a fly fishing guide, uh, now, while the idea of waterfowl guiding was just it didn't happen because growing up in Amarillo that, uh, my dad, we had, uh, on our farms, had pheasants and ducks, and a lot of geese and, but everybody did. And so you didn't really hire a guide. You just went. And so me and my grandpa Roland and my, Uncle David and my dad, and other uncles, we just go, you know, put on orange and walk around and shoot stuff. And that's yeah. kind of what people did. So, but fly fishing, yeah, you needed somebody to kind of show you the ropes and that kind of the mechanisms how to do it. So, when I left high school, I literally uh went to graduation, went to the party that night, and got on my first trip the next morning to Mexico. I left, drove all night, started guiding the next morning. And then that career lasted uh, until I was up uh, to Colorado because Got started looking at better opportunities and bigger places to guide from uh, New Mexico and Colorado and Crested Butte and Gunnison. Yeah. Uh, and I first got experienced uh, with uh, goose guides, and this is like 1996 on the front range. And, you know, being a goose hunter, the, the front range is up those days, I got real lucky, I would like to say, with a uh, with kind of a club, if you will called colorado wildfowl and back in those days you know goose hunting and duck hunting wasn't a big deal back then we didn't have onyx we didn't have computers really i mean there was no inter- internet was kind of happening but really not even i mean yeah you, no one had a website so you didn't go on there and find like onyx or guide leases or leases or whatever you just uh, but there were organizations that would advertise in this group you bought this membership for i want to say it may have been a thousand bucks maybe back then maybe 700 and you literally got like 50 60 properties you could hunt and hire a guide for 100 bucks and uh, i put together a bunch of guys and they pay me and i start taking them out i mean i'm talking some of the best waterfowling for all you guys who hunt front range you'll know this i hunted the kodiak plant which was the kodiak camera or kodak camera had this big plant out there outside of, on the front range and there's these big lakes of water and people leave stuff around it pits and, and yeah and that's how it started and the next thing i know from there you know i was like wow i'm doing this i'm now guiding you know 200 days a year between ducks turkey you know geese and so there's it just kind of progressed and i kept guiding fly fishing trips in the summertime he hunting trips and then uh at one point uh I worked for an Orvis flash shop and and I had my own flash shop in Santa I thought Santa Fe, Pecos, and then said, uh, you know, I need to make the move and do my own thing. And so uh, I literally found a lady in West Texas. I, I went everywhere. I mean, I was like, okay, you know, there's a formula behind this. You, you know, there's a lot of great places to hunt. And back then, you know, I wouldn't say air travel was as good as it is now. I mean, obviously planes work the same, but to get a guy to fly from, you know, Dallas, Texas to nowhere, Minot, North Dakota, or some more random place, they're not yeah. going to do that. You know, they're they're going to go to the famous places known. So I've got my my Toyota because all fly fishing guys have Toyotas. It's like the it's like what you have to have. To check the card, yeah. Toyota, you know, tires, with Labrador in the back, you know, DU sticker, Alabama <laughs> sticker. There's stickers everywhere yeah if you didn't have that you couldn't like cuz like <laughs> got a ticket like your guide card back man and so uh so you know, i look like I my hair, long hair like down to here i yeah. didn't actually just recently so oh. y'all know i've had hair forever but not for any reasons just didn't like to cut my hair <laughs> and uh i drove all over the united states trying to find you know where's the best i'm, I'm a i'm a goose hunter i'm not a duck hunter yeah i actually uh in Ranger Creek, on our guide uh, hoodies for a long time, I had a uh, printed "It's better not to hunt than to hunt ducks" on our sleeves because we're goose hunters, man. When you're a goose hunter, you're a goose hunter. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> I mean, there may there may be one mallard fly by, you know. Everyone's like, it's mallard. There may be 500 mallards fly by, and one goose. might hold up. Yep. those geese. One goose is turning. Let the mallards land. Forget them. We'll get that one goose, you know. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. Shoot them,
1: whatever.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> until I started, you know, I always kind of, but really, I kind of just took duck hunting for granted as up in Amarillo and kind of that real central region of Amarillo to you know, kind of Kansas around Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, back in back in the, the late '90s even early 2000s it was ridiculous how many birds we had how many mallards it was just you yeah. um, like I, but i didn't know like we didn't like nowadays man you guys travel uh, like you know, like right now i could probably call you up and say oh minnesota i got a i got a, boy, a guy in minnesota i can go hang out with next thing i know we're up in minnesota yeah and that actually happened I've, I've hunted everywhere uh and there's very few places i haven't hunted uh across canada down to mexico and but when the internet got going, I started meeting folks. That's how I did it. Um, uh, actually, Minnesota, well, Michigan, I started in Michigan because the guy I met on a plane to Argentina, of all places. But that's kind of how we connected back in those days. Like, you just met a dude. Yeah. But,
1: uh,
2: yeah, that's, so that's kind of how the, the story got started. And I ended up in uh, Seymour, Texas, in a little town called Vera. And uh next thing I know, it was just three hours south of Amarillo. And the next thing I know, you know it's the goose. I would say the less reduced cocktail the uh States at the time, and we had 1.2, 1.5 million geese in a sixty square mile radius, jeez, and i got and I had the lake, so I had the roosts, yeah,
0: You're dying. So every day every day was like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> was Does pretty
0: lay after layup. <laughs>
2: kind of big was bad man those days are bad <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know with that said a lot of people back in those days there's a lot of there's a lot of uh even even then before social media there was a uh, uh refuge form haters hater on crimes yeah i got pounded Not back I, I was young back then i said stuff i shouldn't have said and who knows what but you know i got a lot of criticism for hunt roost and what they didn't realize is number one I'm a biologist. Number two, I know what I'm doing. Number three, I can count on one hand, so I understand what to do when it comes to hunting water. Yeah. Yes, you cannot hunt roost. So, long story short, those days, you know, all of that hates gone because people understand you can hunt roost lakes. You just got this very, very specific how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your opinion on hunting roost lakes? Is I don't know. It... <laughs> okay, so here, here's the key to roost lakes. Number one is birds dictate the story. I get this a lot uh Over the years, a lot of guys ask, like, you know, oh man, you hunt the roost, you screw up all the hunting for, for, for everywhere. I agree, a hundred percent. With that said, though, the the thing about hunting a roost lake is, number one, where we are, roost lakes are different. We don't have loafing ponds like where you guys are. You'll have roost yeah. and loaf.
1: Yeah.
2: We don't have in West Texas. We've got one piece of water, if you will, and they go. They use it twice a day. So the key is, is the birds dictate what happens. So. Number one, the birds have to get off naturally. You, your, your agenda, guided customer agenda, cannot push mm. bird agenda or you will mess it up. So if the birds get off at sunup, great. Birds get off at nine, great. Birds come back at the same time too. When they're, when they're coming back about 11, 10, 30, 11, 12, you got to be done. So you got about a two hour block or three hour block to get your crap done. Yeah, and get out because and it's too easy. This is where, as a guide, it's really important that you control the hunt. The customer does not control the hunt. Yeah, too many guides, the customers control the hunt. It's their panel, they don't work like that. Hey, look, we fired into five volleys, we have killed 45 geese, we need six more. It's noon, light line's coming back. We got to go, and like, and, and that's really what we've had to do at times off canceled in the middle of the hunt. I'm like, we're out, we're done. I mean you guys didn't do it nothing against y'all but if we if we stay here to one o'clock pound these birds this lake is toast and this lake is toast for me this lake is toast for all the other guides out there and the flight line and the flights and the birds the migration oh that's a lot of responsibility to put on your hunt you ain't that guy yeah (laughs) and that's how you hunt roosts and then other times you know there's two ways to hunt a roost the direct like i just told you and the indirect which is hunting the fields off the roost a lot of guys do but even then. I know a lot of guys who uh I would say jack up roost by, by hunting too close. You know, we're not on the roost for hunting off the roost. yeah, man, the boom's going right towards the birds, and and the leg gets up at one time, boom, and it just kind of takes off, and so you know that's kind of one of those things. Yeah, it's a valid point. Does all that noise make a lot of noise in the background? I can hear a little bit, but I can cancel it out. okay,' because I go there and pound on them, yeah no
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's an interesting way to do it yeah you know and that's where it takes and the other thing
2: is so the two that's the first part the second part is having to spread yeah the right spread to hunter roost if they're spread on a field spreads the honey roost is not a
1: flex yeah so you don't need to throw out 75 dozen decoys on those the one takes a
2: long time to put out it to put up. you get the same thing done at five ten dozen I mean I've pounded them
0: with five or ten dozen birds and just, just you know solder their souls in the ground yeah yeah like for us I mean we we really only hunt like loaf ponds up here and yes. then we'll occasionally do well like the thing about us is our roost lake I mean they can be so big that we could hunt one side of the lake and then have them just go land on the other
2: yeah, and, that, and, that's, but see that, and that's what happens to us a lot, too. And another thing has got a lot of guys do is they, they, this is illegal as hell. Do not round up geese on your water. Yeah. Guys will go push them up. Okay, here's the mm-hmm. deal. If they land in your spread voluntarily, they're not going to land in your spread and you scare the hell out of them yeah boogie are Ah, to spread that so we just flew over and flared off of so go. oh it's safe now okay <laughs> <laughs> how about we shoot three shots in the air, get them up and then they're gonna come land yeah because i'm such a good caller <laughs> uh. <laughs> i mean I'm, 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 I'm 100 grounds of the world like oh, check this out watch this when i start calling they're gonna land because we yeah. just shot them up the sound of three three and a half inch shells. Obviously, didn't scare them enough to come into my calling because I'm so good. <laughs> no, take it like a man, and, and more times than not, and I, and I see this in fields too. Guys do that in fields, you yeah. know, wheat field, like our Texas fields, thousand, two thousand acre wheat fields. They're they're racking on us. Let's go get them up. People will come in. Yeah, they're not coming in, dude. <laughs> they're not. I mean, but what you find out is you'll stack them in there, sit back, drink a little coffee maybe a little rum shot in it yeah and sit back and chill a little bit birds will get up and they will come to you they they really will it's it's mind no you're wrong it's mind numbing to sit and watch ten thousand birds in a field right next to you going
1: oh god we're getting screwed
2: but they will they will pick up and they'll start coming over they'll start coming over you are where they want to be
1: yeah and so
2: that's what you want to do i mean you want to sit there and be in that place where you know you got to be confident in your spread confident in your calling confident. your hide,
0: yeah. But number two is, if birds are flaring on you when they come in, they're gonna flare on you
1: when they come back. Yeah.
0: Oh, no question about it. Yeah, I feel like that's a thing that a lot of people do is just try to shoot up right out of their spread to get them up, and then
1: they leave uh, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, though. Yeah, if if I'm, if, you know, if I'm real hungry one night, and I just had to
2: go over to Waterburger, and a dude comes out with a gun and chasing me. I'm not going to drive the parking lot and go back to the job. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I mean, I don't really like butter burgers.
0: Great. but are not that great. Oh, I agree on that. And, dude, I wanted to hear more about, like, because we talked about a little bit on getting people to come hunt with you without the internet.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was get it, get it. Getting, to, no. getting people to come hunt with you without having the internet as a source to be able to and, put your okay. platform out. Just
2: short of wearing high heels and lipstick and everything else is very hard. So the way that we built our business, uh, and and it still happens to this day, I mean, whether it's uh, Ranger Creek or Cadillac Creek or Magnum or Crack all the guys that I've been involved with since inception, you know, and I help a lot of guys this way, whether uh, it's in the guide industry or in the manufacturing industry, you know, with a business background that I have. You know this isn't rocket surgery but there is some things that you do right it, it produces and you know back in the days before the internet was really a big deal we did trade shows i mean i remember years me Tony Vandemore, a bunch of the big name guide services we were young thundercats and at guide services dudes come around we're like brochure you like a brochure, that a brochure? Yeah. Yeah. and that's what you did and then you know we would do giveaways and drawings and get we got their data And now we didn't have spam or mass email, things like that. But I would call cats, like, hey, look, I talked to you in uh, game fair. You know, birds are squawking, we're honking, you'd like to come down, you know, and really try to personal sell. And that hasn't changed today. The Internet doesn't make, you know, what people don't know, and and I may be speaking my age, people who book guided waterfowl hunts, or any hunt for that matter, that travel a distance, aren't the guys who are You're not looking at your Instagram page saying go in there yeah they're gonna do your research I can guarantee you, everybody who's on Instagram looking at stuff you may get your tickled fancy your fancy tickled which yeah. everyones should be off Instagram <laughs> but at some point you're gonna to go to their website at some point you're gonna call at some point you're gonna ask questions and do the research at some point you want to talk to me yeah. or Justin Hill or Derek Daniels or Cody Toby whoever's involved with whatever group and you're going to say hey Tell me more about your services. And too many guys don't know how to sell what they do. They don't. Number one, limits don't matter. And I. And please go to your Instagram page, and challenge me. Like that little picture you see on, like the, this is a, you know, convince me <laughs> that <Yeah>. meme, <laughs> convince me that that doesn't matter. will I promise you, I will win every, every time. And you know, it's, it. That's where you have to understand is, you know, the the business of this is a business it's not about limits yeah i know a lot of guys who have gone including myself who've gone on hunts shot the piss out of them i mean like just short of meeting to go to confessional because you did something so dirty inside that field and you still are like this this place sucks <laughs> this dude sucks we're eating green porridge like this is their five-star impression. i think they opened up a can of like chicken noodle soup and added like I'll go to This is not tortilla soup, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really true. I mean, uh, you know, at the end of the day, but I also know, I mean, we tell a lot of guys that, at Ranger Creek, uh, yeah. and Justin Hill, if you ever get it, Justin on the you need to get him someday because yeah. the, the your leprechaun is well worth talking to. Yeah. And uh, he does a great stories of the of this. But we tell we tell our guys, if a, a guy can blank out, shoot mm-hmm. one bird. And turn around and give you a 500 spot tip, you understand what we're doing here. Yeah. But I've had, I've had, I can tell you tipping stories for the last hours, but, and I've had a lot of guys, probably a ton of guys come and, and you know what? And you did it all. You just short of, of, of putting on feathers and flapping your arms, squawking, you did it. I mean, you tried your best because some days you just can't make them do it. And that is how we got clients. And so then, You know, I mean, being a photographer, I I, and I'll go ahead and give all my secret what I did because I'm no longer in the in the operating side of guiding. And so I would take photographs all the time, and I would send, I would email or print those guys a photograph and send it to them because I wanted that photograph on their desk. I wanted them to be like this hunt here. You know, that's my hot wife. Yeah, but you know, that's what I wanted is I wanted I wanted them to look up every day and see Ranger Creek Goose. Whoever at their desk, their office, and in those days, we didn't have social media. So they would email it to. They'd group email the photo to other buddies. Yeah, but you know, we had those signatures at the bottom, and so that next thing you know, Steve's doing whoever, Bob's doing whatever, and then and then you'd find out the like, become the cheaters guys yeah, like, hey man, I was invited on this hunt. I can't stand these dudes. but I want to come back and hunt. i them own group together. <laughs> Not, that happens a lot. Actually, that happens more than you know. So if you're invited. Don't be that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I had a great time. With this guy here, he's a clown. Yeah, <laughs> but I want to come back and I don't know how to get time. Yeah, exactly. And we literally, and we we've got some hunts. We're on our third generation now of, of clients. Start with grandpa, and then dad, and now these kids are twenty years old now, and they're bringing their buddies from college. Yeah, and they've been hunting this us forever. And so that's you know that's one of the things that we do. And the other thing is. Um, man, I'm 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 gonna tell some dirty dirties today. Yeah, How about market to waterfowlers? <laughs> we have some we have broke ass cheap dudes who wanted to hunt ourselves, but just need access. Yeah. we. I, but I started marketing to people who are looking for experiences. You know, in, mm-hmm. in in our business, we're not in the we're not in the hunting business. By the way, a lot of people think we're in the hunting and killing business. We're not. We're in the entertainment business. Yeah, and. For musicians, I've worked with a lot of musicians, sports players, different groups in my, in my business. And you have a limited budget and your mama. And you say, you know what? You can go spend $4,000 for the family vacation to Disney World, or you're going to go spend this to go hunt your buddies. We're going to Disney World. Not mm-hmm. only are you not competing against other guide services, you're competing against all the other opportunities to take your harder money and your two weeks vacation a year that you have to convince your wife, your girlfriend, your dog, whoever, that this is what I'm gonna do. And that's and so what we started doing is barking to people who were what I call sub tier clients. I Meaning, you're not the guy who's got a copy of every DU Wildfowl Style Life magazine. I look for the guys who were, you know, advertising to their clients, want to take them on fishing trips, hunting trips, sports games, whatever, corporate So that's what we did a lot of. And I know, you know, Tony. A lot of the guys with habitat and honey break and you know a lot of the big guy services like us that you know that that's their primary business they're not shooting for twos and threesies. and it's not any harder and Bob's plumbing in your town I mean Toby Brolin uh, uh, Cadillac I mean he the contract you know he's we, we come from a contracted family so all of our aunt, uncles and dads were all so we knew a lot of plumbers yeah fitters welders. we said hey man we're starting this up why don't you bring a bunch of dudes out come home with us put your business you can write it off I'm not giving tax advice, just saying. Yeah. (laughs) And and uh, and so and that's how we built the business. And we found out there's a lot more of those guys out there than there are waterfowlers. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of guys that stay from insurance who's who've got a bunch of clients who want to go pheasant hunting. And that's what that's how I grew up. I grew up, my dad would take all of his clients in in the construction industry, and we did paving and stuff, and he brought them out of the farm. And me and all of our family, we'd put on a little orange vest and walk with them. We didn't know what that was, but that's what he was doing. I mean, essentially we were taking him up as a hunting, yeah. having a big old get drunk, good time, and you know, it, it, and those guys were doing business. And so that's what so I was like, what are you saying? Yeah, business offer. What about this middle guy called the gas service? Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I started. <laughs> and that's how we did it. And it's, it doesn't change a day. I mean, yeah. it doesn't it's no different today. I mean, your your Instagram, your Facebook, your stories, your messages while wow. they need to be client centric they need to be experience centric that's really that big word but it needs to be about why are you coming? why am i coming home with you versus going to have him? yeah yeah cars real famous everybody knows it why why am i going to come to Chicago, illinois or some random place as opposed to going to the duck capital world yeah so that's that is your job as an outfitter and as a guide when you're working for somebody you know the minute they leave the lodge they're no longer a client of honey break or habitat Ranger kind of like that that's a one-on-one experience it your customer will live and die with your guide yeah And if you got a prick county kind of, no ain't nothing wrong with breaking up
0: yeah <laughs> oh i hear
2: you on that <laughs> i've only been fired i've only been fired by just like 15 times or more i fired him at least a dozen at Ranger Creek, you don't get fired at least once a season. You're obviously not touching the points.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're fired. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, right, man. Tomorrow. <laughs> you can't fire me. I <laughs> quit. And that is the
2: essence of all guide services. <laughs> good, good guides.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, you made a great point though. Like with the wives i mean they have to they have to sell to them and like huh. choose when they want to take their vacations and all that kind of stuff yeah. you know and, and that that
2: is a subject matter that i can talk hours on is wives and hunting because the thing about the thing about you know whether you have a wife that's a waterfowler or not i mean my wife's a phenomenal waterfowler she's huh. really great but when you have kids and you have other things involved Somebody has to watch them. I mean, they crap their own pants. So you can't <laughs> just leave in the house, give them, give them a couple of boxes of cereal on TV and say, hey, let's go back a few hours. I mean, go to jail for stuff like that. But, you know, so, you know, even if even if she's not getting to come, you know, she's like, hey, you know, we could be going over to Florida to the beach this year for for seven days on a day off. But instead, you're going to burn up half your vacation going with your loser beer drinking fish latte buddies to kansas yeah and i'm here to kids and i'm gonna go to work and i'm gonna be mad when you come home yeah so <laughs> rule number two when you are on a trip there is a secondary set of the budget there's a pre-trip and post-trip for your wife <laughs> only amateurs just go on the hunt before you go on your hunt number one rule number two do not talk about the hunt for two or three days before you go almost like oh i'll leave tomorrow i'm like i almost <laughs> forgot so Get your there the weekend before, and so then, blah, 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 for nice and take her on a date. Blah blah blah. I'm uh, miserable. I'm just gonna be sleeping in that nasty old camp. That nasty old dog, freezing cold. I wish I was home with you. And that's kind of what you wanted. And then, when, and then when you come home, and, and I'm real big about this. When you come home, I don't care how tired you are. Rule number two: She does not want to hear your stories about killing shit. Trust me. Yeah, she does. She wants. To, <laughs> she wants to tell you. Little Tommy puked. Little Sarah got kicked out of school again. She's in second grade. She's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> all the things that happened during her week or weekend that you you just go to, you go. I mean, you may be dead tired because you haven't been to bed in two days, but you go and you go take her out. I mean, as soon as you get home, drop your crap, take a shower. Maybe we're gonna go <laughs> maybe we're gonna go over here to Olive Garden or wherever you're yeah. gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> just go. And this this, even if you're dating, it doesn't matter. it doesn't change. So if you put that in front, so here's the here's the, My wife, so there, she can hear me. So I got to so what you got to do. The real secret is this. So what you got to do is is as soon as you come as soon as you come back, I mean make it just all about her and their world and everything else. Then they talk about just now you know we had a good time we're fine you know really downplay it down and it works every time. Yeah. But if you come in there hard charming about what you killed and this picture here, it looks like this picture here, it looks like this picture here, the same crap you've seen 15 times that you don't care about, they're like, Why don't you make like your friends? The goal when you dinner Sunday night, your wife is her saying, Damn, every time Eric goes out of town hunt with his buddies, he comes back and they love her. Yeah. Anyway, that's a you good can write a postcard. I'm late, boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, because all of a sudden they're, they're going to start waiting. You know what? Here's how the metamorphosis works. Yeah. He goes He's been working hard. He's doing stuff. He goes with his buddies. He comes back as a loving, kind, listening man. All this stuff is so great. And I'm glad he did his thing. Yeah. He's going huh? <laughs> to And then you go. And that really, there's a lot of truth to that. Because, I mean, you know, and girls are different. It's like, you send your girl get her, you know, she's like a 24 karat chank. And you send her to get her nails done, her hair done. And she comes back a lot, sooner, a little bit of buzz. Like, hey, I'm so glad you got your nails done. <laughs> and it works. And so, I mean, this is very simplistic guide life stuff that you got to know. Rule number three when you're a guide. the last week of season, break up with all your guides. There needs to be a guide divorce after season's over. You, know, you have been. When you sleep with another man more than you sleep with your wife, and I mean that in all gender respectfulness, when you spend 60 days, with a bunch of days in camp watching Jackie Chan reruns. Yeah, I mean, at some point you've got to go. Like we break up, like we have a 30-day like no talking, like not mad at you, not upset with you. We just don't need to talk. Like we need we need to end our relationship as guides with each other. Because if not, you're texting each other 50 times a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and,
2: that, and that's even double annoying to why So, like, not only have you been gone, understand it's your job. Then you come home and you talk to your freaking friends, and uh, and you know, and so then from there, it it doesn't make it any better. Yeah. I mean, these are all these are all simple things that uh, will,
0: will make your life a whole lot easier. <laughs> Dude, that got it. You got to play it out. Again, yeah, 27 seasons
2: is how you get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got to, at some point, you've got to, you know, that's what you got to do.
1: Yeah,
2: hidden secrets. Well, if not, if, if not, you're going to get pounded. And you will get pounded. You will lose, man. You will lose the battle. At
1: some point, at some point, it's like this Mr. Miyagi movie. It's like, and they give you that look. Yeah. <laughs> you're done. You're, you're done. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more you fight, you
2: notice know, my passion, my whatever, whatever. All that here.
1: <laughs>
2: it ain't gonna work for you. <laughs> Figure out how to make your wife happy and do what you have to do. And everybody went. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Or maybe you know how stressed about my job. I can just do this full time. And it doesn't change.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's still a job.
0: <laughs> uh dude, I hear you on that. My uh my dad always he's a big golfer so he goes on a bunch of golf trips and whatnot he's like hey as long as i go on my golf trips and i just send your mom off to wherever she wants to go no questions asked you want to go to wherever in the country perfect then i get to go on my golf trips (laughs) baby i hope you enjoy
2: this old golf trip i don't even want to go but i'm so glad you're going wherever you're
1: going hey i'll miss you yeah Thinking about you
2: when I'm gone. <laughs> and there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, and, and you know, big advice for young guys: date girls. Never get serious before one full season's complete.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Girls, I'm sure you love to hunt. I oh, no, I'm so I love. I love that he loves to hunt. really No, seriously. Like, it, like when you're a guide, it's one thing to hunt, it's another thing to guide. Guiding. Yeah. I mean because at one point you're going to have this inflection point when you become a dude you become a bitch yep. and and all guides do at some point they become a white tiny little bitches that like, oh, the birds don't work yeah i keep the the in the classroom yeah. and i was like wow i bunch of kids up in here i'm mad at a security house and they're all the dude guides so at some point so she's got to see both sides of you cause you, yeah. you can't be all dude that didn't happen at yeah. some point you'll be like angry at what's your job like i hate birds i should have yeah. just went at 7-eleven yeah <laughs> you know destruction's the only way to go <laughs> and that's so i do all the time I'm like, oh, i actually really like this shit now like we totally like, haven't told you like She's told me me i'm like have you all, have you all gone through the season together no
1: but she's totally cool with me hunting
2: okay then so she realized that she can't come up here right okay <laughs> no <laughs> so she's gonna come during christmas um for two days and three days and we're gonna take her out hunting it's gonna be fun she's like oh my gosh this is your buddy's the guide house
1: is this the guy house? Oh, cool. <laughs> so, okay, so um, we're heading tomorrow. I like, oh, no, I got a guy tomorrow. You're, you're going to sleep in and hang out with the cook. I'm hoping do yeah. nothing
2: weird. Uh, <laughs> you know, Oh, we got to go scout. We got to this, this, this. And you're like way over here in the yeah. 21st place, What I've got to get done responsibilities. Yeah. Could go through all that. Then March, April, when she's had her brain thought out and you thought out and you feel like each other, then you, you can talk about a little more personal that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, then save herself and yourself the, the hurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. Yeah, that's a good tip for uh, the young guides out there. It, it is, because honestly, you know, in all seriousness, if in all the years I've been
2: doing this, I mean, I've had some of the world's greatest guides work for me, and and I've worked with some of the greatest guides in the world. And I can tell you this, nothing to destroy a man harder than family not going right. Yeah. This game is not an easy game. This is a mental game. This isn't a talent game. There's there's nothing about talent that goes into guiding. Guiding is literally a mental game of being strong, stamina. Because there's so much that goes in, especially goose hunting and even duck hunting. I mean, there's so much that goes into all the factors you can't control that you have to manipulate. It stresses you out, and and then you're away from especially when you have kids. You're away from your uh, Pat Green's got got a great song that you know I like to relate to. The guiding, uh, or while I was away, check it out. It's a really cool song about his kids growing up because my kids grew up while I was away. I mean, they're 15 now, and since before they were born, I've been doing this, and so I mean, I've left months i up in saturday left years at times where I, I just was gone i mean when you're when you're gone from the second week of august till in a turkey season that's a long time to be gone yeah and, and you know it's um and you know showing up a week here and a week there it, you you it's you've got to figure out that work-life balance or else it will cause serious problems and when that starts causing problems your world will melt
1: yeah. and all the things that you work so hard to get to are gone Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's that's definitely a big piece of it. I mean,
0: shit, you're gone yeah. all the time. And when you're, yeah, you're it's just like when you
2: if you decide you hey, want to own a guy's service, I recommend you sticking your head in the oven first.
1: But uh, it's a horrible decision.
2: Yeah. If you want to own a guy's service, sell your guns and your decoys. That's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. And uh, if we could, uh, if we could tap in Justin right now or some other guys, I can they will parlay that story of. Like, man, the day you su- the day you own a guide service, the day you quit hunting, yeah, and it's a fact because there's so many other factors now that you're controlling outside of the hunt, yeah. You know, and even guide services that are that are you know single dude led or one two group two guys led, somebody still got to go scout, somebody still has to go clean birds, somebody still has to do all the stuff. And I mean, and if you're worth a grain of salt, it's gonna it just gets harder. I mean, and so you know, it's it's easy to start. You know, saying, man, you know what? I need scouts or I need to be scouting because I know the landowners and you guys can kill the birds because I got to make sure this next group coming in from Wyoming or because Texas wherever next week got bird to be on because yeah.
1: we're going to pound these for a week and they're going to be gone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, when I was down with um, Cadillac mm-hmm. Creek,
0: Toby mm-hmm. was a great example that he had to leave one morning and just go scout. I mean, Toby's Toby's one of the hardest – working human beings oh, ever
2: beast he's a beast i mean since he was literally since he was literally
1: since he was five or six years old that kid's been a beast yeah and you know he's to which you know obviously my relationship to
2: being a cousin and stuff we you know i take a secondary set of like hey man you know <laughs> you've got to sleep at some point i love you i love you as much as any human being in this world will ever love another human being and i'm telling you slow down and when you first started you know when toby first started guiding and and well before that you went hunting with me uh i'd come up to the, i'd come up to amorello to come hunt with toby uh because he's running you know he has his bar yeah and he would get off at shit close the bar at 2 like 3 and and then he'd be you know i'd be coming up there because i didn't have time to scout and so he'd be you know, hauling ace, wherever. I'm like, dude, it's you going to bet that's not? He's like, no, nah, I ain't going to bet that's not. And that, next thing you know, he's dead asleep, you know, it, as soon as we got back from the hunt and then getting up the time to do it again, I'm like, man, you, and I said, on him today about it. I'm like, <laughs> make sure you got your, your, your scouts lined up. Cause it will, it will burn you out. Guiding is a young man's sport. I mean, I'm, I'm 45 years old. That's the reason I quit guiding. When I say in the, in the sense of full timeness, yeah, it's it's a I still guide a lot of days a year, but now I'm just guiding. I'm not scouting. Um, I'm like I'm like a I'm like a fluffer. <laughs> yeah, I show up and I kill birds. Yeah, you know, and uh, and and I, and I love helping new guide service. That's really my big deal now. It's going to help new guides get started because uh, I have all the resources. You know, if when guides are trying to expand or when birds get really hard to kill, because I mean. Mm -hmm. you can only be an expert in certain things so much you can't be everything but uh, so like whenever i've got friends you know start start getting really stale in certain areas i mean i I know lesser canada geese i mean i can kill them blindfolded left right i i don't i I just know canada geese especially lesser geese so if you're and and not to say that i I don't have bad hunts but but i like last year i called granny hillman i was in stuttgart and i was i was i was killing I was good in the woods, but I wasn't killing them proper. But I mean, they were doing it. They're laying behind me, laying on the side of me. I mean, all within range, and I only shoot uh, uh, 28 gauge and 28. Yeah, but, but we're doing it right. I mean, I was, so I call I call Grant. I mean, I've been hunting there for 15 years. I, I'm the like, hey, look, man, they're not doing it proper at. You know, Grant comes down, It Hey, look, the stuff I did, I know, but not new. And you probably know this when you get in the field you know everything in the world you get in the field and all of a sudden you kind of start spinning in circles yeah You're like oh <laughs> like, like it's your first day hunting like my first day yeah <laughs> and that happened to me so many times so nowadays i, you know, I do a lot of that where I, I go up and you know just try something new and, and that's another good thing with guys don't be afraid to call up a guy and say man we're grinding them out but we need to we need to change Pace. We need to change the guides. We need to change something. And I think it's really,
1: I think there's a lot of value into that too. We're just calling people up who think differently than you. I mean, yeah. Me,
2: John David Stanley, Derek McDaniels, we they're my three favorite people to helmet this in the world for geese. I mean, those three guys, we all we all think exactly identical and yet different. Yeah. And I love, I love. Going up and seeing those guys getting my recharge—that's another thing. That don't be afraid to go. You need to go, even if you're a guide, go hunt with other people. Go book hunts, big friends, trade hunts. Go hunt different country with different dudes and see how they do it. Yeah, there's more
0: than one way to throw a tomahawk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no question about it. I mean, it's such a such a learning game. You can learn from everybody, and yeah. seeing how people hunt all over the country and you could bring it back to your area and maybe yeah. it work, maybe it won't but at least you have that knowledge
2: well and the thing and then and, and then there's and the, there's subspecies subset which i you know not to you kind of subspecies you can't really tell but honey graders and lessers honey graders honey graders over water honey graders over corn honey graders over grain yeah. and less over corn every one of those is very different mm-hmm. and you know I've been I've been fortunate from all my years with RNTV and Richanton to hunt from Alberta to Saskatchewan across to
1: Manitoba, everywhere. And at some level, they're all the same. At other levels, they're very different. Yeah. And if you don't
2: have that opportunity to have had that experience, find someone who has. Call some guy from Kentucky say, hey man, let's go let's go. let's go out to hunt. Yeah. Arkansas,
1: Missouri, you know. California. I mean guys in California soul beat speckabellies. Oh yeah. I mean soul beat them. And hi, baby. A hot wife. was back to <laughs> talking about earlier. Absolutely. Roll number six. But uh anyways. <laughs> but with that said, you know, you
2: you will never stop learning. And that's what, and that's the older I get, that probably one thing I'd say that happens the most. I mean, the learning. I still call people all the time. I mean, Toby and I talk off the season. Grant, I talk. Listen, just, I mean Sometimes it's just no. there's just
1: nothing less than just frustration. Other times it's asking for help. But it's not asking somebody for help is not saying that you don't know what you're doing.
2: And there's there's times when they're just they're they're handing they're handing it to me on on a rich paper, and I'm
1: like. We got to do something different tomorrow. I mean, they're side finishing, they're front finishing, they're not whatever. Yeah. It was like, man, try this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I mean, like when I went
0: down to Texas, I mean, just watching them and how they hunt. I mean, you could bring back stuff to Minnesota that you could even try as well. Like, there's so many different factors. Do you guys hunt in the middle of spread very (laughs) often? We have, like, I mean, we'll throw layouts out, but we've never like played under socks or anything like that. We'll usually just throw layouts, and that'll run. You know, I got a, I get a lot of calls uh, from guys. I mean, I'm a very
2: open book person. Uh, when I did that, uh, uh squad fest uh, the other day, I got a lot of guys. Had a bunch of guys call, and I had some guys from Minnesota call, and they're "You know, how they hunt, asked what they were hunting, the of the spread." And it's it's amazing how many people don't the most spread or know when to hunt the most spread or get in the spread out of the spread because you know where you guys are you can almost edge hunt everywhere because your fields are so small yeah so you can almost at all times i mean you can find an edge hunt site you know and i've done that we're up in cheboygan michigan and you know the birds are kind of acting like molt migrator dumb and like you know lock up until like 150 yards ago. go wings out and coast yep. <laughs> Very- <laughs> Very known factor. It's like, huh? <laughs> oh, uh, <yeah. laughs> and, and so we got in the middle. We I mean, I'm like, hey, look, we got the gear. Let's get in the middle. Get get do something they've never seen before. We may not have the We we may not have blended perfectly, but we were so far in the middle. They were like, oh, middle of bird, middle of the field, the harvest, not hunters. Yeah, because no one's that dumb.
1: Yeah, and it worked. And it's those kinds of things. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And Instagram or Facebook, message somebody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We've always thought about even trying the tall socks and laying underneath them and just like saying, fuck it. It works. Yeah. You know, it (laughs) works. You need wind. If you new your tall socks, um,
2: there's a a key to to how you do it. Uh, If you got a drone, fly your drone over you. Okay. Rule number one when you hunt in the middle of the field, you need a box of shelves and your shotgun. Yep. That's it. That is all you need. Yep. You do not need your purse. You do not need your cubby. You do need not, you don't need anything. Yep. I don't even mind bringing a dog. I love my dog. My dog loves me. George. <laughs> you don't need a dog. Because you're shooting right in the face. Yeah. When you get in the middle of the field, you have to get naked. Yep. That's what I mean, layout blinds. I use blankets. Get low profile, get and don't. Don't look like the boogeyman. Get wide. Yeah. Get out there. Have guys sixty yards apart. I promise you, you can all see the birds. I promise yeah. you, you will be killed. You know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're the thing out you're still gonna shoot them. You're gonna yeah. be okay. And but and that's where a lot of guys make mistakes. They bring so much crap. They got their their drone. They got their cameras. They got their they got all their crap out of the field. They got their blind bag. That's like they are going on a walkabout or something. Yeah. Try
1: what do you need on that
2: board? You need eight box of shells and your shotgun and your calls. Yep. Preferably not
0: you. <laughs> you need those calls <laughs> up.
1: It's
0: facts, though. It's
2: facts. I was And so then those birds come in and they're like, oh, I don't see anything. But then you see some guy who looks like like a Walmart shopping cart got hit by a bus. And they're like, why are they flaring? I'm like, because it looks like you scattered toilet paper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh what's what's like the weirdest thing somebody's brought in your field a weirdest thing oh man that's easy i had a guy show up in a spacesuit. oh my gosh he showed up
2: in a literally like tinfoil ski jacket and pants <laughs> tinfoil like straight up mirror it's kind of I mean, like something cold weather i go skiing and like bail or aspen and selling cold weather stuff i had i'm like <laughs> you do realize these things you can see you right yeah, I've had that. That's that was a pretty weird one. Um I've had guys uh, try to give me illicit drugs as a tip,
1: which hmm. I don't do. I'm like, I look like that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to party. I like to have a drink. Is that it? <laughs> no, I don't think so.
2: Um Let's see here. I've had a lot of bad dogs.
1: Yeah,
2: a lot. And I'm very vocal. I'm very vocal about bad dogs. The weirdest, uh, the space suit. face suit would be the weirdest other than i mean obviously tv crews suck but that was
1: uh, that was a living of doing tv so you just got yeah. used to that <laughs> yeah oh naturally yeah bad. but yeah weird is the spacesuits yeah
0: and then bad dogs i can imagine that's a fun one to deal with um actually i handle
2: bad dogs uh probably like hot chicks handle annoying dudes at bars mm. i'm very to the point very quick yeah i let you know we're not interested so here's my So here's my here's my speech for uh, bad dogs. All right, you guys. Here's the deal. This hunt costs three hundred dollars a man. Ten guys, three thousand dollars. Your dog right here is responsible for three thousand dollars per man. Okay, whole thing's over. Your dog wants to break. That's on you. You tell the rest of these guys. Your dog breaks. It's on you. Your dog gets in front of me and I shoot it. That's on me. Yeah, I might kill your dog. However, if you feel confident that your dog's not gonna ruin all these guys' hunts, waste his money and do his deal, that's fine. If you want to pay for this whole hunt, this is your hunt. We dog can run around your circles for all I care. I can't go ahead of time because I'm gonna sit back on my phone and I'm gonna watch a TV show. And that's kind of how I do it. And I'm very specific about that. Like I don't even kid, I'm like
1: ah. so every once in a while, people the guy's like, oh, I got a trained dog, man. I got a trained dog. Got a really good way to like really early on.
2: Uh, if you go to check this thing out. As soon as you lay down, jump out of your lap line, three shots. That dog takes off, get your dog, and you just get the truck. Good <laughs> for the first ball he gets there. The dog, I mean, that just there's sometimes you just got to pre-guess them. Just like, you know, jump by your blind, fire three shots, hit the dog. And say, the guy's like, what are you doing that for? I'm like, dog chick. <laughs> get your dog, get leg <laughs> <lost> the truck. <laughs> That's a good one. Here, yeah.
1: Here.
2: Here. <laughs> Here. Oh my god. That's got his here seems
1: here. Here. Give, 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 give. He like, gave Oh god. Uh just the mess.
2: Now go to my like, your beat your dog. He's like, i no. I'm like, you need to get on my hunt. if you don't beat your dog, you
1: can't go on the Dog beat dog. Like, what like, good? dog Yeah. <laughs> good dog. <laughs> I mean <laughs>
2: and, Jordan, and, and good guy dogs every day like it's the first day like you just gotta kind of like, mm, like right, and, and it says the tongue. Yep. <laughs> first second, just get it set right. And yeah. you know, but yeah, well, I've had I've had and I've had guys I've i met guys eat the hunt. I've seen a come dog shot, I've seen some dumb stuff. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. get dog and get out. And I have one guy, I'm, I'm not paying you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't need it that bad. Like yeah, you know, I don't mean it bad enough. because Your dog, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and frustrate myself. When, when your private leg humpers out there doing back, I got birds dropping in, and yours, and all you're doing is shocking. Like, I'm going, here, 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 here. Lay <laughs> down, lay down, lay down. Mate. is your dog deaf? Lay down. Can hey, you hear? You why is it that same <laughs> <like> command fifteen times? <laughs> this is your dog you're your kid?
0: <laughs> uh, <it's> too good. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. There's definitely a lot of them like that out there. Oh. Yeah, or, you, or you see the you see the dog hop out of the truck, looking looking like a swollen tick.
2: The dog's <laughs> going, "Oh god, I got to hunt today." Oh god, <laughs> I've literally been sitting in the house for the last nine months in air conditioning, getting fed by mom every day. Yep, I'm fatty. Okay.
0: Last thing
1: I'm
0: yeah, that's that's one thing is just bad dogs well it's like everybody thinks their dog's the best and then you go out in a scenario and it's like nope you're not, not at all not at all <laughs> they're not and
2: i got to do like i said then like you understand like i'm not i'm not even bullshitting you when i said my dog is peaking in birds. that's not even a this is what it does. Yeah. If not, i call it whatever. Yeah. I I'm, I'm this dog. I love it to death, but if it quits in its job, gotta go. Yeah. And your dog ain't gonna do it. I mean and the good news for us is all of our dogs, we have really, really good dogs. And so a lot of people know after they see our dogs do triples and you know five six hundred yard trees and blinds, they're like, Holy oh, my, my my special ed student truck. <laughs> <laughs> <up the> truck. <laughs> <laughs> do you see that? See what
1: he yeah. did? learn that <laughs> your dog ain't gonna learn that but
0: watching uh-uh. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's one thing is i don't know i i just wouldn't let people i feel like i just wouldn't want people to bring out their dogs it's just so much, so much extra work that you don't need to deal with no Derek mcdaniels is probably the best at it I and mean, he pretty much i mean when he picks
2: you up in the morning he's like uh you a dog yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's
2: a little aggressive. <laughs> he, you know, he makes it pretty crystal clear. It's like, no, you're not bringing your dog, man. Yeah. You hired me and my dog yeah. to do our job. Your dog and your job is not my job. Yeah.
1: That's pretty yeah.
2: and a lot of guys we don't need to. I mean, honestly, when you're going on a guided hunt, I mean, for the most part, I mean, unless you unless you truly have a high powered dog, and, and if you do have a high power dog, you don't have to talk about it because the dog will be laying there. Yeah. I have a lot of clients with great dogs. I never knew they were there. Yeah. I mean, again that's the deal it's like we're, we're, we're getting all our crap out because tells the dog lay down or kennel that's saw, last i saw the dog
1: remember D- i shoot the dog's going okay cool and yeah. that's if your dog can't be cool then don't bring it up yeah yeah absolutely like you're just gonna
2: grab the guide out about some flares like you hey, your damn guide dog birds. yeah place when in doubt place blame on somebody else
0: <laughs> always <laughs> i own it when you can throw it exactly <laughs> oh uh, yeah yeah No, i hear it do you do uh training with your own dog or do you send them off somewhere
2: uh send them off so i run field trials that's kind of, one of my passion so uh that game is so competitive and so hard that you know they have to have training from day one to day whenever yeah now once they once i get through derby if my dog isn't going to go ahead and do what it needs to do for its FC and all that. Then, then at that point, I'll bring it home and then I'll work. With it. But yeah, then at that point, I, I'm, I'm working on a lot of stuff, the dynamics after that, but they're pretty finished at that point. Yeah. Now I'm working on guide mechanics and guide behavior. But yeah. other than started force fetch, all that stuff, man, <coughs> I tell everybody send your dog off and get a force fetch. If you do nothing more, like if you want to train your dog, send your dog off and get a force fetch. Just that alone. <coughs> I could go into the geeking out on that, but the whole idea of force fetching is basically telling the dog that I'm in control, not you. Yeah. Once you get, and once you get that out, then pile handling all that stuff is just a matter of attrition and everything else. But if you they don't, if they're not force fetched, you'll fight that the rest
1: of your life.
0: Yeah. When you say guide mechanics, what are you kind of talking about for training? Yeah. So guide mechanics and training with dogs, is extremely
2: important. That's probably more important than retrieving itself. That's the how to behave in the field. Uh, rule number one, don't break because I won't shoot you, but I can't help these two slap dogs next to me yeah. who aren't used to dogs. We're laying down, they go up, they see something black, they think, oh goose. Next thing's a Labrador's head. I've actually seen that. Oh. And you know, the dogs breaking and guys go to shoot and it's over. And uh, and so you know, the first thing I teach the dogs is that behavioral aspect of you know, when we shoot, you sit. If I tell you lay down, you lay down. I make you heal right side or left side. I make you heal on a blind or on a on a stand or in a boat. When I tell you, when I tell you jump, you better bark at me. So how high? Yeah. <laughs> and and so that's the first thing I do. The next thing is, you know, honoring other dogs. If there's another dog there, he may suck. He's gonna break every one. You sit and you watch. Yeah. The other thing I'm real big about my dogs. And this kind of just time studying a situation. So the dogs you know, they'll see five birds down. They understand there's five birds down. I don't, they just know after a lot of times, you don't have to really, they know how many birds are out there. Yeah. And either they watch, just like we do triples or doubles or quads, they can see on the count. So all those kinds of things, then, you know, not, not pissing on everything. I've been pissed on my layup line. And let me tell you, nothing makes me more mad than looking up and seeing that leg. And it's like weighing, stick out, and like right on you. You're like, wow oh. And the rest of the just my dog, you know you just yes yeah dog was some dog came over and whizzed on me and i don't want my dog to do that either though <laughs> oh I mean, that spell never gets out ever oh yeah those are those those they what i call guide mechanics is teach,
1: teaching the behavioral patterns for your dog outside of just back over heel yeah yeah that's a good point
0: yeah, there's a, it's a whole different thing from a hunting dog and a guide dog. All day long. Is it you, know, you gotta pick up 50 birds? Most guy most hunting dogs pick up 20 or
2: two or three limits and they're like worn out. Yeah. This dog's got 15 limits, cranes, ducks, geese, pigeons. Where else
1: randomly I might shoot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear that, that. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, just gotta dial that in. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, I don't know.
0: But I kinda wanna hear about more of your turkey hunting guiding. What's like that? What turkey is that hunting. like? Turkey guiding. Turkey hunting
2: Turkey gui- turkey guiding is probably my favorite thing to do other than I'm a real asshole.
1: Yeah. Uh admit this. Because like, like, hmm, I'd rather turkey hunting than just about anything in this world. Oh. Uh I'm, that's my grand slam behind
2: me yeah. last year. Oof. I'm pretty radical about uh, turkey hunting, but guiding turkey hunts is hard because you, you you know typically you have a very one on one or one on two situation, yeah. and as you know, turkeys are extremely they're not dumb at all. Yeah. And so I mean, teaching a guy understand that clicking a safety off will mess up a turkey hunt <laughs> versus a lot of guys who are over there drinking coffee and like you know farting on each other. <laughs> but no, you can't like that like you
1: need to like when I say to the left, I mean no yeah I mean, it's to your left I need to look at it face I mean,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice mask up so you know, that that's what I love about turkey hunting the other thing I'm it's like, I almost want to be like uh, like Yoda where he puts my like 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 Han Solo puts him on his backpack it's like uh, carrying him around that's how I really like to guy turkey hunting it's like get in my back
1: because
2: <laughs> it's like I want you I want this at all times you know I move you move yeah and that's hard
1: because it's like huh uh. I'm like, dude, hey, there's turkeys over here. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> I, uh, 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 oh my god. The turkeys are so close. They're looking
2: right at me. They ran off. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. Uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's a whole different login. My favorite's this. What I can't I can hear you. Sorry.
2: What? What? What?
1: what? I said, don't put your face mask down.
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just using the turkey. to do with my hands.
2: Yeah. I'm like, don't do anything. Just pull the one. you gun. done.
0: <laughs> Sit there. So they're i don't know what's happening <laughs> put them down oh <laughs> uh, yeah i hear you do you like are you hunting over decoys or are you reaping them or what do you kind of do for that whatever it takes to steal their soul yeah
2: <laughs> i mean the, i I couldn't even tell you i can't even give you a guess. i mean many times i have a decoy in a what i call my setup <laughs> And if they're not if they're not doing it, and I start cutting, strutting, stalking, then I, I'm not a decoy. I've got a decoy. At that point, I leave my crap and I'm out. And you know, it stays there. I've come back to my decoy and have birds strutting my decoy after I was gone. You know that that they, they circled around me and I chase them right back to where I started. Yeah. But me, you don't realize how close birds are. Last times, mm. and they get set up. They're here. They come. They come. They're you yep. know goblin. They go put other crap up. Those birds can see so well. They're looking through that point of view, that one tree, and they see you putting your crap up, as opposed to they're such a curious
1: bird that you better off sitting down and drawing them in because they're going to go. Yeah. They do that really weird, neck weird shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Damn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they are are a smart bird. There's no question about it. Their hearing, their sight is just unbelievable. Unbelievable! Like more than if people really knew how how good
2: they are. You, you, I'm surprised we killed one of them. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're, they can see you from miles away. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to just be a ghost.
0: Yeah, there's no question about it. And I mean, if your hide's not there, whatever it is, like you're just you're done. No, no, you're done. You're toast. Like no, I mean, and, and
2: I kill them in the wide open, but it's just one of those like, if the, if you have nothing to hide behind, do just don't call don't do anything just sit and hope they walk in front of you yeah if you it, it, one of my good really good buddies i think probably my favorite my favorite person to hunt turkeys with probably uh, i've got two guys but grant hillman got him like warm Steve but grant hillman's just a really good turkey killer but he's like man we're 200 yards away we strut with you know we whack, whack, whack. they know what tree that came from they didn't see it they know where you are yeah. a prompt he's like they didn't have to see. They knew their ecosystem said, he's at that tree. Yeah. I promise. And I used to call bullshit I out. And I'm not more like, man, I've hit a couple of yelps. And I knew they were nowhere to see me. And they came right to that tree. Yeah, It was pretty, it was like,
1: whoa, it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I, I've talked to a lot of guys on, some people don't like using decoys because they the turkeys know where you're at. And like if you're in the woods and they see a decoy,
1: they're like, that doesn't seem right. No. Like I, I tend to use breeding hens a lot more than the ground. Yeah. Nesting here. They see a little bit of that head. They're like, Okay, that makes sense. She's in the grass, she's in here, and, and you hit. You know, like, and
2: just real I think most people overcall. I'll probably overcall and I've killed I mean, I don't know, I don't know how many. I've killed a lot of turkeys, but yeah. I still probably because I'm impatient. That's why I live yeah. on this watch. This watch <laughs> the dial. I, live, I mean, I, I'm like I change between them like I'm always changing my dial.
1: Yeah,
2: okay, it's been 14
1: minutes, 17 seconds. Wait, 14 minutes and 18 seconds. God, I just fucking just my watch. <laughs> and there's I
2: don't okay. I've been, okay, I've been here for 45 minutes. Okay, six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and i'm an, I'm a really aggressive tour hunter, too like i
0: i i'm I'm over i'm too aggressive yeah way and too I, aggressive I hear you on that we I don't know how I don't know how I killed my turkey this year I was literally sitting on a tree like wide out in the open in the middle of this woods, and it was just like I quit calling when they were up on top of the hill, and like you said, they knew like right where we were at, and we were way oh, yeah. They were way up on the ridge. I called once I heard the feet start running down the hill and I was just like, Shut up!" and then they just came barreling saw the decoy. And then it was done after that. Yeah. Just kiss my, Oh my God. I love when they beat the shit out of the Jake decoys.
1: Yeah. All That's right. Uh, thing. Yeah, me too.
2: But that one thing about me that I'm not, a, I don't sit and let them do the show very long.
1: Yeah. Uh, like,
2: but man, the it man, minute, minute they go, poof, poof,
0: poof, it's out. We're done. yahtzee
2: because <laughs> I'm ready. I want the
0: next one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That that's like what my uh I dealt with that this year. My cameraman behind me. He had a camera set up on the decoys, and he's like, Tom came in right at like ten yards, and I was like,
1: dude, mm-hmm.
0: I ain't gonna wait any longer for him to get over to the decoy. I got, I got an open shot boom yeah yeah that's that's a hard thing when you're trying to filming mean, filming
2: filming uh hunts is a, such a different art which i can't stand doing but it's just you know again part of the part of the game part of the part of the job but yeah man i had so many hunts that would have gone phenomenal had we not had a camera guy yeah and, and i've been the camera guy
1: who's asked up stuff many times yeah
0: yeah no i'm with it. what's it like
1: hunting with a tv crew uh, like stepping on your wing. Yeah. So, hunting the TV crew, I mean, so for gosh, I don't know, 10, 18 years, 12 years, I hunted the crews all the
2: time with RNTV and, and different shows I've been on. It changed the dynamic because, you know, one, it made me a better hunter because it's not about killing at that point. You know, one of the biggest frustrations that Sean style and I used to have with people whenever we hunted was. We go up to places to hunt people, and obviously, you're invited to come home with us. I mean, that was you know, there's nobody that's that sweet of us. So, yeah. but we explain, like, hey, look, you know, before before we uh, before we did this hunt, let me pour you this drink tonight for them, explain to you what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, this
1: this is really going to frustrate you tonight. <laughs> we're not here to kill stuff. What we're not here to kill stuff. Huh? What are you here for? Man? We're here to film a TV show of us killing stuff. Yeah, but the TV show. Is paying for all this
2: is more important than the birds that we're going to eat later. Yeah. So you see, and that's and and, and that's one reason that it's hard to get TV shows to go a lot of different places because guide services, guides, people, hunters don't understand. It's like, look, if they're not doing it right, we've got to change all the stuff. They're in the decoys. They're really saying, no, 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 shoot! Don't shoot! Don't shoot! What do you mean no shoot. We only have we have a limit. We can't. Up until the Wonder Bread incident. You can't go shoot a bunch of birds. You're going to go to jail. Oh. So we got to limit you. So if the, if the camera guy is saying, "Hey, look, man, they're backlit, they're side, lit, you know, whatever, blah blah blah," your your kill holes to the side. Like right now, you can't see what my right hand is doing. My left hand. What are my hands? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So if I'm a camera guy right now, and I'm and I'm spending ten thousand dollars on this trip between you know, cruise expenses, all the travel, everything else. I don't need those hands going to my side. I need right here. Yeah. In your face. And so that's the hard part is how do you hide four cameras, two camera guys, two GoPros, you know, a motorized camera going back and forth. And that's it's that just an art and science. It's extremely difficult. Yeah. And then again, when when your sun anywhere that they're reflective objects, now you've got mirrors everywhere. It's a
0: very difficult. It was a very, very difficult thing to do. Yeah. You said the Bread incident. What was that? Uh so there's a there's a TV show years ago that uh guy got in trouble for shooting a whole bunch of uh uh
1: birds uh way over their limit, way ended up going to prison just time for it. Very, oh. very famous TV show.
0: Oh, no kidding.
1: Yes, you can Google it on the internet. <laughs>
2: Went, went to prison for a while for that. Cost a lot of people got died of deal, committed suicide. Pretty rough deal, but you know, all for the sake of a damn TV show. It ain't it ain't fucking worth it. Yeah. No <laughs> I mean, you know what? And it's and it's easy to get wrapped up in. Mean, I mean, I'm the first person, I mean, I've done I've gotten wrapped up in the shows. I've gotten wrapped up in the in the, the 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 thrill to after the hunt that, you know. The budgets. I mean, we got we've got thirteen hunts. You know, there's thirteen spots in the outdoor channel this season. We got to get thirteen hunts. We're here in Nebraska. The last four days have sucked balls. So what are we going to do? And it's like, you got to your ethics have to stay in check at all times. You know, Stall is a Sean Stalls is one of the best guys in the world for that. I mean, Sean's like, it ain't worth it, man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not losing my job, my career, my tra- trailer, boat, dog, for the limit of Canada geese on this video ain't happening today. Yeah. But back, back before that big bust, that wasn't an uncommon thing to happen. You see guys rack out five or six times where they should. Oh, uh, really? Changing. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, move the decoys this side of the living, move the decoys that side. This. I mean, and guys were committing some pretty heinous crimes. I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, that's a long time ago, but it took, it took a big name guy getting popped. To, to really because before the, everyone's like okay it's a TV show hunting ducks geese don't really care. No, no one cares Yeah, people do care the lazy act the lazy yeah. act is for real
1: yeah oh I can imagine I mean you get wrapped up in the TV deal you gotta produce yeah. your content and people go to
0: extents of just whatever has to happen. yeah it's like 100
2: 100 guys it, they go to they go to massive I mean Girls have done stuff they shouldn't do. Guys have done stuff they shouldn't do, just to get their content. And you know, back, you know, back in early two thousands up to, which is sad to say, from two thousand to twenty twenty, if you will, that's twenty years of, of content. We weren't we weren't having to post out post on social media every day. We had thirteen episodes a year, so you needed twenty six hunts, yeah, to wrap out you know, a season's worth of content, not three hundred and 65 days of posts and snippets and all that. I mean, it's just, it's mind numbing. Yeah. How much content you're required to have now as a brand. Yeah. And people, and people, gum stuff, man. Let me say this for all you guys and girls out there that are young. I mean, you, what you do is going to be around forever. You know, I've made some really poor choices. And some of the things I've done trying to promote what I thought was a good thing at the time. And it's still there. It, it, it'll always be there it'll always be there. Yeah. And i gonna be able to change that. And, you know, your name is more important. You'll never be able to change your name. Yeah. And you want to go out with a, you know, you want, you want people to say, Hey, I know that guy, that girl, good people, solid folks, whatever they believe in, I believe in That's good as opposed to, Oh yeah. I remember he or she, where they, Oh, she's a, he's a, you know, and I, and I, there's not a, of, I'd be shocked if you tell me a story. I haven't heard none. Camp can't go done just to try to, and it's no different than music or any other it's no different than any other thing you're passionate about people do dumb stuff just you yeah. know but now people are doing really dumb stuff on the internet oh <laughs> yeah
0: really dumb stuff like that's gonna leave a mark <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: well the thing is i mean everybody wants to be a creator or whatever it is yeah. and they'll do anything to get that following this following is everything nowadays for a lot of people
2: I uh, I sympathize with you, 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 with you guys, you know, because uh, and not that I haven't necessarily got caught myself when it first kind of happened because, you know, me being a business guy, I, you know, when I first got into the social media thing, to be following was a way for me to talk to my sponsors like, you know, your you your tangle Freeze. Now yeah. I'll say, hey, look, I've got these thousand of followers. This kind of, you know, there's a mathematical form of it. it. didn't necessarily say anything that I was a better hunter. I was more like, of, kind of like, this is why, you know, you should pay me to do your stuff. Yeah. and but. But I came from but I came from, from the old school. I already had a reputation and a name and a yeah. following. I, I, you know, I already had many, many ads, photographs, you know, whatnot. And so uh, but now I think kids are so hungry for likes and content. You know, I, one of the best photographers out there, hands down, and probably all around great guys when it comes to humility in this whole sport is a guy named Cody Grounds. Uh, if you don't know Cody, Cody's yeah. at Ranger Creek. He shot
1: photographs for Body and Cody's just—I mean, he—he—I he, don't even know if Cody could know that a like he is. He didn't care.
2: Yeah, his his works for himself, and that's the other thing. You know, it, it, I hate to burst everyone's bubble. My sponsors aren't don't care about my likes. Yeah, my photo—most people never see my really good photographs. uh My really good ones go to clients who know me. Yeah, and they pay me for it. And they have a catalog that nobody gets to see because it's their images. And they use, and of course, you've ever seen them on covers of magazines or anything else. Those don't go out. Those, those are because my clients aren't looking at my likes. They don't my clients doesn't say, you know, Max Max doesn't call me and say, Oh, you got 15,000 likes. Can we use your cover photo for the cover max? No, they don't care how many likes they have. It's yeah. a great picture. Yeah. And my content over I've been in, I don't know how many SIGA catalogs. A lot of them, almost all of them, for the most part, some level, and they're not—they don't care about likes. They have a Dropbox, they have got all my photos. They take the photos, and that's the end of it. I mean, there's not a—I mean, obviously, brand representation is a big deal, and ethics, and all those things I'm with that. But at the end of the day, your work and the quality you put out there will will dictate. That's the difference between professional and amateur. Yeah, amateurs go for likes. Professionals go for paychecks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean maybe the just cowboy in the world, but if you can't stand for eight seconds, you're nothing yeah. but a book, bunny.
0: <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, I know it's it's a wild thing. I mean, if you have a good picture, people are gonna notice. Like it doesn't matter if you have hundred and fifty shares on Instagram or whatever it is. Like all your buddies yeah. are posting it, like whatever it is, doesn't matter. If it's a good photo, people are gonna be able to figure that out and then professionally it's your ability to do, to do that same photo over
2: and over to the point where like in my case I get sent products for catalogs and we need this photo in this situation with these birds doing this in this situation to make it happen
1: yeah
2: done that's that's what I do you know whatever whatever if dad bombs putting out a new decoy they need to we need pedaling spec bellies on the right hand side to access the decoy they know they can send them to me and they're going to get
1: that image yeah. quickly. So
0: I'll make that
1: will make that image happen. That's going to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I've never really thought about it like that. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're getting paid that amount of money or whatever it is, like, you got to get
1: your shit done. You got to get Wait. a picture that they want. Mm-hmm. You know, because it costs money for you to be out there, whether you like it or not. It's like, hey, look, I've got
2: 10 shoots this year. I've got these products I've got to get I've got to go a new jacket done. I need to get a SICA system done. I've got to do this for NRS. I got these things to get done in these five hunts. I need to get this done now. Yeah. And, and it's really important that guys understand that, you know, you've got to learn to use your time wisely. And say like people ask me, you know, do you take a hundred pictures for one good one? No, I take a hundred pictures for a hundred good ones. I don't take bad pictures. Yeah. They, I mean, that's figuratively speaking, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I don't shoot my shotgun in the air, hope for dust to come in. I shoot a typically aiming at something.
0: Yeah. I always
1: hit it, but I give it the
0: effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another good. I like that. I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of people just take pictures, to take pictures.
1: And they don't know what they're taking pictures of. I think they'd like to, I think they'd like to hear their shutter go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> yep so what got you into photography uh man a, a guy named wyman Menzer and russell Graves.
2: so wyman being probably one of the most famous photographers in the world uh, i lived in a little town of 200 maybe 250 people probably less than that benjamin texas and wyman lived there wyman was a national geographic photographer uh national archives photographer. I mean just a very, very famous photographer, but we saw him. he a long-haired hippie beard dude who looked like me. So I kind of relate. <laughs> and uh we only have one gas station, we didn't have restaurants. So you know Wyman was just a, a, a living legend, but again, lived across the street. And then yeah. uh Russell Graves probably is the first person that gave me the first like into I was working on a TV show uh with Michael Waddell uh and uh God, i think got with about doors i can't it's been too long but uh and Russell has been into photography for some other stuff and we we're out there doing a gander mount that shoot shooting i was on the back end for the front of the camera his model and uh just set up shots and one of the guys is like hey I man you know you got a pretty good eye for this and i saw Russell's stuff it's amazing you know how you do this and the I made mean, you think about you know you should really shoot a camera someday or something like that and i'm like nah i don't you know I don't know how to do all that, you know, no idea where this starts. And and I ended up uh, spending some time with him close by because I had, you know, two world-class photographers in really small space and asking questions. Next thing I know, I'm getting lessons and shooting stuff. And then my first client was Best Pro Shops. And just randomly, I was a pro for those guys. They were paying me to uh, do stuff. And so one day a guy who worked with one of the general managers said, hey, look, we need some of your images, you're a pro. Ours, you know, hey, cool, great. And I did some big billboards for him, and the rest is kind of history after that. But those are those two guys, Russell Graves and Wyman by far, guys who who changed my entire world. Yeah. And both of them have a gazillion followers and probably never messaged two people.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, the first day they got on Instagram, I had 10,000 followers, probably. But <laughs> oh, geez being in the smithsonian will do that to you though yeah. <laughs> i ain't got there yet my goal for photographers to have like a, an ad this big or a little picture that big in the back in the very last page of national geographic like yeah. when i do that i'm like i'm done yeah forget that i've been on other magazines at like that one. My, i can tell my grandma you're my bro and i made it
1: yeah, yeah i'm a professional
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely dude that would be that would be something There's yeah a nice question yeah. about that and every every time I get a message from those guys, I'm just like,
1: "Yeah."
0: That never happens.
2: Hey, can you send a picture of this? Like,
1: yeah, that's you. No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. We're going doing a story on 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 East. We're doing a story on
0: whatever West takes.
1: Yeah, no,
0: we let down. It'll happen one day though. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. It's only a matter of time. It's a Matter of time. Yeah, exactly. You're up. So they uh you had to do a story on West Texas geese or they asked you to do something? No, just pictures of, of oh, okay. Lesser Canadian geese
2: in the okay. St. Cranes. Yeah. I've had those. Yeah. Adobe Walls. I mean, they've, yeah, I've had just, and, all the, and they've got like 15,000 guys. They put out inquiries. Yeah. And, and image. So, yeah, that's, and they and agents, uh, like the last one I did was, uh, so, the other thing is a lot of the clients I work for, I actually go through agencies mm. that hire me. Uh, I did a, bunch work for academy uh two years ago and uh, what I didn't actually work for academy I worked for their ad agency. That was another thing that was kind of big for me as a photographer I started realizing that the clients that I wanted to work for didn't go didn't go through them personally. A lot of people when they submit their work to you know Cigo or whoever it's like they go through they don't w o Gore has its own groups they use yeah, but you know really Fred. And, you know, small companies, do, bigger companies have ad agencies that handle all their, you know, a lot of stuff. I did, I've done stuff for TX Whiskey and things like that. They went through a, a group, media group. Okay. I see. And so if you want to do this, you've got the media groups that handle the accounts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was wondered about that on how certain mm-hmm. people get hooked up with those bigger names.
2: Ad agencies, media agencies. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and, and stock photography, I mean, that's the other thing. You learn how to do stock photography is a big deal. Stock photography? What's that? Yeah. Like Getty images. Like I've I've, I've had a lot of work with different groups where, you know, you just upload them to their, their sites and they get used by by using uh, different uh, meta tags. Mm. Yeah, so a guy from New York who sells insurance needs a Canada goose,
1: he types a Canada goose, and then there's your image. So then, uh-huh. try and buy it from you. Oh, okay. Red raincoat, whatever it may be. Yeah. Whatever they need, and then they just go through yeah. that. yeah.
2: So, yep. Huh. Fair enough. And, and In should be specific product shoots for a company, plus times it's, it's how you meta code or meta tag things. It's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah. when I send my catalog out, those guys can search. On my, yeah. You know, my website. You can't find my website. I used to have a website pretty functional. I'm getting so ripped off by everybody and their dog. And then mm-hmm. I took it down. Now I have a, send a private site to people
1: and they can surf it and download images. Oh, doesn't like, like when your image is published, you know, and somewhere and you're like, appreciate the reach around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah.
0: What was the hardest image you like had to take for somebody?
1: Um, uh, probably some of the timber hunts I've done
2: uh with Rich and Tone, Max, because you're you're I, I was on a hunt, I don't know gosh, seven, eight years ago with uh Hunter Forbes and gosh, I was all there, and Grant and Jimbo. And we were we were on the White River and I think it was maybe an express boat boats was there with uh their photographer and going through kind of captured timber hunts and the water I mean is already right here. You just barely wait or, and you're trying to hold, you know, I'm holding a $9,000 camera <laughs> right here and lenses and trying to do all stuff. And I end up, I'm walking and great. Everyone sees me. I go straight under and all he sees my, I mean, it's January freezing. All he sees my arm, this camera's big lens sticking up and me submarine. And I come up, freeze my ass off. And I'm like, camera's dry. Camera's dry. I mean, shit's covered. Birds are doing it. Waiters are full. I got ice forming around me. I'll, I mean, I'm frozen to hell. I'm ripping out shots. Yeah. And Grant's even to <laughs> and Grant's like, you're freezing. but I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. And I mean, I, I literally get to the boat, take all my clothes off in the boat, and I'm warmer in 30 degrees than I was with my clothes on. But that was probably the, the hardest. That was one of the hardest hunts I've ever had to take photos on. That one, or one time Sean Stahl and I
1: were in, uh, I think we we're in St. Yeah, St. Marie, Canada. Or i in Sheboygan, Michigan,
2: Charlevoix. And uh, it was, I mean, it was rain, it was raining up. The earth was pissing rain on top of God's pissing rain down on us. And it just, it was miserable. And just trying to take pictures, and everything was wet, everything sucked. And it was one of those days I'm like, God, I hate this sport. Why don't I play golf? <laughs>
1: those,
2: those, those two would stand out forever.
1: I mean, it sucks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But definitely the submarine in the White River is probably the worst day of my life,
1: <laughs> was.
0: Oh, I can imagine. There's nothing worse than getting water in your waders. Oh, and, and that was like a, that was like six thirty in the morning. I mean, I was there
2: for three hours. I mean, I stayed that. I mean, ice was, it was, the, it was so, you got the point where I mean, I just, extremities quit working. You're making work. And you to work and I was like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, not this point, I care about dying on waders. It's not going to fall asleep, just fall over. <laughs>
1: right.
2: That's that probably that's probably the the hardest photo photo ever done.
0: And what and, photo did you have to take for that? Like, what were you trying to get a photo I, of? Uh,
2: Express boats and uh, calling in the woods at Richstone calls. Okay. Uh, and, and ducks. At that time, there wasn't a whole lot of really good pictures of ducks doing it in the woods with a dude. Uh, I can see uh, the picture not great. I got some world class uh, some world class photos out of that, but I mean, i trying to get pictures of ducks in in the in the timber which is green and dark, yeah, doing breaking with guys calling, that's it's a really hard thing to shoot because the light's not right. Oh, okay. There's no there's no objective. And your ISOs, those are everything's turned off. So you're having to really learn how to manually compensate quick. Yeah. When you're frozen, nothing's quick.
0: Yeah. Oh exactly. That yeah, like you're saying, it's such a dark atmosphere. Oh, it's it's hard. Sh- shooting shooting true Green
2: timber, and, and there's a difference between flooded timber and green timber, two different worlds. Yeah. Green timber is like nighttime and in daytime. I mean, you're in there and it's never like ever, which is why you stand by trees, because they're so dark. Yeah. But you know, I've, hunted, I've hunted timber in the middle of the day that's dark. Oh, wow. And okay. Canopy's so tight. Everything's brown and black in there. I mean, there's, there's places yeah, in the river River, you know, especially around when you're hunting your
1: south. Yeah. I can't tell you where I'm hunting, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, <there you> <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Got out of the secret spot. It's like last year, I posted a, a bill on Toby's Facebook. Uh,
2: he shot a bunch of birds. I dropped a pin on his phone, <laughs> I'm like, hey, everyone wants to shoot these birds to go here. He's <laughs> a <laughs> <That's laughs> <so laughs> <so> good ass. <laughs> oh from the panos disney world <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like you idiots you think i'm just gonna drop a pan
0: <laughs> uh dude there's so many um scouters he's got like people that just scout through pictures uh it's
1: mind numbing oh my god
0: we and guy I got in a fight about that We're
2: i don't even know if we're still friends. I have no problem with it, but he hates me because he was old, he was an OG. But when I was young, he was an OG, and we were taking pictures like with iPhone two. That, that's the first time they started having like geocaching. Yeah, and you know, I think he read somewhere like in a refuge form that like guys were using that to like find holes. And he was associated. And I was doing that. I'm like, I won't his name because he's going to lose this podcast. I'm sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Yo, dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, man, you know, people are like. I'm not that dumb anymore. You're the idiot who's leaving your your location services on. What's a location service?
1: It's how you find pictures, you dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Click save, Google Earth, upload. There you go. (laughs) Look, Uh, amateur. God. Yep.
2: (laughs) Yes, I I pretty much uh, made that uh, stop. Yeah. But yeah, there's guys look at my stuff. Uh, and, and Toby, Toby did a good one this year. There's, there's some people getting hard up on him because he had to go to an area that wasn't, really wasn't his home turf. But I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So first it was like you know scratch at the size, and then we're like hometown picture. Yeah. It is what it is, man. If you're better off instead of fighting people, go east scout. Just go join. Figure out bring some to the table. Yeah. Bring some food. Don't lose. Hey man, got a got a case of Bush lattes. Can we hunt with y'all? Yeah. Oh, you okay. get a whole lot. Of- there's lattes, then you will with the hard dicking. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I was, I was down there when we took the picture in front of the Pampa sign. I
2: didn't want to say anything because I knew you were. I going to see if you were. I was like, I'm going to one open and see if you step into it.
1: <laughs> That's <the> one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know the whole story. Oh, I yeah. mean,
2: perfectly legit, normal deal. But yeah. I mean, Lose it, dude. Lose your shit.
0: So, I mean, God, oh Bless. my, God. dude, it, it blew my mind. when you Just tell me that story. I'm like, these kids were just freaking out. Dude. Oh my God, I come to your house and
1: rape your dog. That's you rape my dog. am my dog do <laughs> Yeah, <Stupid> bastards <laughs>
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. There's something else, and then he would send pins to where he's at, and they'd be like, "Well, yeah. I can't, I can't make it there. Well, I don't have desk money yet. I'll be there
2: next <laughs> weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I've got finals tomorrow. I can't come kick your ass like I said I was going to do. I've got to pass. Uh, man, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he always yeah. like drop a pin. Like, hey, don't drop a pin. He's
2: like, and right, I'm like, whatever, right, man. <laughs> <I'm> like crickets, <laughs> crickets." <laughs> Uh, we're gonna barbecue your dog we're gonna kill your kid really for a duck you're gonna do that for a duck
1: okay
0: wow wait till life really keeps you in the nuts oh my god yeah there's no doubt about that <laughs> uh Jesus. oh yeah that was something else i just it blows my mind that people are so worked up about that
1: oh man just lay. let kill out everybody yeah Go out.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. The the waterfall community is like very helpful in a sense, but also
1: is just like fuck you if you go in my area. Oh yeah, straight piss my church bar. Yeah. All yeah. And even, even
2: myself, man, I find myself feeling that way. But then I'm like, why am I worried about like? It's just what it is. Yeah. Don't get butt hurt. Yeah, but it's like they walk around like, you looking at my woman? That's fat. I'm like, yeah. No, dude. I, I like to yeah. butterfly hunt. These birds have wings. I don't go poaching on your deer. Yeah. These birds have wings and I follow them and they're kind of
1: you know very predictable. Yeah. And I cheat them. Yep. Yeah. You can't hunt there. You can't either. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want you here.
2: <laughs> oh my bad, I forgot. I forgot it's America, Land of the Free, the Intercoastal Interstate Highway
1: System says I can, asshole.
0: Ah, <laughs> <God. laughs> uh dude i i had some people last year i moved into like southwest minnesota for school and mm-hmm. some dudes were like yeah i know you hunted this area back in high school but this is my turf so don't step around here i'm like dude well that's a shitty deal because this is fucking america so i'm gonna hunt wherever i want <laughs> yo bro get my stuff get my geese hey you just <laughs> close this <laughs>
2: here dude I ain't the no west coast gang you <laughs> <douche> shit <laughs> what do you like like you pocket the back and uh, free curls <laughs> yeah no it drives me insane uh yeah i don't get it
0: was it always like that bad when all the years that you've hunted oh yeah jeff stanford and i used to beat the piss out of each other <laughs> yeah oh god yes now now he's a great guy and i'm a great
2: we probably always were just Oh yeah, no. But in those days, it was, it was more physical. In those days, in those days, like I'll cut your ass off and rake you in the curb. Like, but people fought back then. Like nowadays, people can't fight because they want to sue each other. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Like to me, a good old ass whipping settles a lot of things. It's like you know what? If you're willing to take a lick for it, cool. Yeah. Like I have no problem hitting a guy, and I have no problem taking a hit. If we need to get to that place, I prefer not. But yeah. like, I feel that strongly. Then I need to be. that I need to be willing to get my ass kicked for it, or deliver one. can I was don't ever judge a book by its color. But uh but then it's, it's amazing how many times
1: guys whack each other. Everything gets cool. Mm-hmm. But now people tough text each other or tough whatever they do, and it's just like, man, all you do is bow and either 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 throw that smoke wagon
2: or shut up. Yeah, if you're that if if you're that strongly then you need to ride this train out or else shut up and figure it out i prefer the pacifist peaceful message i'm a long hair hippie who prefers why don't we all get along <laughs> but you know some guys don't so it's like okay fine jerk that smoke wagon yep and then they just it's like okay you're gonna sit there oh but you're gonna go on social media and
1: at hashtag fuckyou.net.com before <laughs> cool that typer Get those fingers strong. <laughs> you are seeing a grown man naked? You want to? Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah I, I don't know. It's a weird vibe. People just get so... I feel like they can say anything over the internet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, this keyboard is my, is my nunchucks. Yep. Oh, exactly. It's dumb, man. You can't, and most times not, it's like the old Chris the Deuce song, if two people would get together and talk about their differences, you're going to find
1: out they're probably more lack than you think.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Let the birds be the enemy, not each other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, waterfowlers, I mean, you have so much in common. I mean, if you bullshit around for long enough, you're probably going to be friends.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. That's a fact. I mean... <laughs> That's one thing that people don't understand. Uh that's people they don't understand. They think that it's like we like to drink. We <laughs> like guns, dogs,
2: women, or men, depending on what you're a woman, it don't matter. Yeah. We like getting stuck.
1: We like getting unstuck. We like beating on the weakest guy in the camp. Yep. <laughs> <last gumbo>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you sit down too and put it on paper, it's like, wow. And we just had a moment. Yeah. <laughs> just like,
2: you're on my land. My. And until you pay the mortgage, that ain't your land. Yep. Oh, exactly. Because <laughs> you know him, honey. I also know him. Yep. <laughs> and you go bad mouth hims. Oh man, that Eric, blah blah. blah. And I'm like, dude, that's like my second husband. You didn't know that? Yeah. And then now you're off. Now he's like, man. Or you're the farmer who says, you know what? I don't want it. I don't even care about these hunters. To, I don't care. I don't just want to hear from y'all. Screw all y'all. Then nobody gets to
1: hunt. Yep. Winter, winner, dipshit dinner. Yep. Back. Yeah. I think bird just, it.
0: Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of, of stories about that. Like, they just start shit talking, then everyone's like, nope, I don't even want anyone
1: hunting now. Nope. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen dozens and dozens of times. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. It's-
2: more time I've seen it happen more times than I've seen it the other way. Well, they should talk. Well, I'm glad you told me how that son of a bitch was. <laughs> no, they don't. They have their own opinion more about you. Yeah, it's not my place to tell you that Fred's a dick, or not Fred's place to tell me that I'm a dick. Yeah, that farmer, rancher, landowner, they already have their preconceived whatever it's that you had there before. So, stay out of their business.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm with yeah. you on that.
1: What's Fred's relationship to
0: begin with? Yeah. Yeah, I mean you could you really want to shit talk somebody to a landowner, like you don't know if it's their cousin, you don't know who the fuck it is. I don't know. I mean you don't need to in the first place, but like you're just digging yourself in a bigger hole. Yep. Yeah, and run it for everybody, doing yourself. Yeah. I don't know. It it blows my mind. And there's and Minnesota's not terrible on like most of the guys that I run into are pretty pretty chill guys, but there are some that are just fucking hate hate the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No,
0: unfortunately there's
2: gonna be more of those coming than there are people who are just want to sit back and chill a little bit drink the whiskey.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, there's no question about it. This world uh world's getting interesting. <laughs> that yeah. Yes. I can go back to two thousand and two, I would all right.
0: <laughs> Before uh Social media and all that kind of good stuff,
1: and just take it yes. easy. Yeah, it's, it's like the Merle Haggard song, uh "The Good Times Really Over." That yeah. is a great song. Yeah.
2: Oh I hear yeah. You. <laughs> when it's you, you got it at a hardware store. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a cola. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. But Eric, I know I want to. um we gotta kind of wrap things up because we're running out of yeah, time man. here. But I appreciate everything. That was awesome. Well, man, we really appreciate all the things that you guys do, and and just you know, I
2: love I love your podcast. You know, because you you know, you take a different approach. You're talking to the guys in the industry, not just the owners of the businesses or the names. You're talking to the guys who are in there grinding day in day out. You know, who who may not get the, the notoriety or the whatever. But they're just they're more important than. You know, at the end of the day, a guide service is built around the guides. Yeah, it's the guys that you may know them, you may not know them, but there's a reason they're working for who they're working for and the talents they have. And you know, you're doing a great job of continue doing that. You know, stay focused. Anytime you want to call me and giggle or bullshit, you have know, a number, let's do it. Happy <laughs> to get back, you know, the next show and uh, some point, maybe I'll interview you. <laughs> All right, sounds like a plan, might not be that, that up. I'd love to. Well, be safe. Let's talk soon. And all you guys out there, stay tuned to all the different uh, things going out there. And be cool to each other. Don't be uncool because no one likes a dick.
1: Yep. (laughs) Thank you, brother. I appreciate Uh, it. We'll see you. All right. See you. Bye.